It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. Ken Cuccinelli, national chairman of the Election Transparency Initiative, former Virginia Attorney General, joins me now at their website, electiontransparency.org. Uh, Ken, great to have you back on the show. This is an amazing effort of going to the state levels. Let's talk about it. Yeah, it is, and it's been quite successful, David. Always good to be with you. And, um, you know, for a lot of the last year leading into 2022, part of what we had to do was fight off an attempt by the radical left in D.C. to literally just take over elections in Washington. Um, and I can tell you as a former deputy secretary at Department of Homeland Security, where we our election security role was to face off with foreign threats, Russia, Iran, China and so forth. Um, one of the advantages we have as a country from a security standpoint is that we don't have one election for president. We have 51 elections for president and every system is different. They, every state does things their own way. And from a security standpoint, in terms of fending off experience or or um, avoiding them trying to make attempts to interfere in the first place, because even if you succeed in one state, what that gets you is, well, one state. And, um, and it makes it much harder for them to hide. So there's real benefit to keeping this at the state level where it's always been since the Constitution was passed, where the founders envisioned it except in extreme emergencies, and we certainly don't have that because it is now easier to register to vote and easier to vote for every legal voter in America than it has ever been at any point in American history. And that's an accomplishment we can be very proud of, and that has largely been accomplished by the states. Let's follow this. We'll start with Virginia. I have some questions about Georgia as an issue as well. I do like this line, and I wish it would be repeated and followed up. Easy to vote, hard to hard cheat. Hard to cheat. Yeah, simple. That's what and we to believe. Point. Yeah, and I think that's what you know. Most Americans, when you look at it, and you have polling numbers from the Honest Elections Project, sixty-four percent of voters, blacks at fifty-one percent, Hispanics sixty-six percent, urban fifty-nine percent, independent sixty-one percent, want to strengthen voting safeguards. Easy to vote, hard to cheat. Uh, it requires the legislative backing, and, I, and we're talking about Virginia and what uh, is being done in the state where you are the top law enforcement official. Uh, what else can be done in Virginia? SB 80 uh, is, of course, an yep. important part of this. But what else can be done? And, and I get this a lot, Ken, and you know this. You got it a lot, too, in the course of your career. The people who say, what can I do? Yeah, which is an excellent question. So let's start with what happened in Virginia in their General Assembly session. They, for the, This is the first state, my home state, to pass a Zuckerbucks ban on a bipartisan basis. Kentucky followed soon thereafter. There's now about 15 states that have banned private money coming into government offices. And what happened in 2020 with Mark Zuckerberg and his wife, they literally spent $400 million and took over or um, directed the election operations of government officials and um, and the many of the left-wing government officials happily engaged in the contracts that 
put requirements on them they wanted to have, which included essentially get out the vote efforts for the Democrat side. And it's why you could see a result like uh, Joe Biden winning the presidential race while Republicans pick up 10, 11, 12 seats in the House. People are scratching their head. How can those two things happen at the same time? And the way they happened is the Zuckerbuck's money was concentrated in densely Democrat areas to do voter turnout that was historically extraordinary. But they already had Democrat congressmen in those areas. So they didn't gain anything in the House races. And in the marginal House races, the Republicans picked up seats. Yet the turnout in those dense Democrat areas was enough to turn states like Pennsylvania and Wisconsin um, into Joe Biden's uh, category. And, uh, you know, when the uh, this is I liken this to buying the ref. When the official is no longer neutral, you don't have a fair game, and people don't trust the outcome. The scoreboard is like, yeah, maybe that team won, maybe they didn't. And a big focus for us at the Election Transparency Initiative, our measure of success is do the losers have confidence in the outcome? And to achieve that, not only do you need the kind of security you're talking about, David, but you also need transparency from end to end of the system. So citizens on all, of all stripes or no stripes can see that everybody played by the rules, that the procedures were followed and applied evenly to everyone, um, and the outcome was fair and accurate. And that's a really important part of an election outcome that is the cornerstone of our governance, is these elections. So um, that, that's a big focus for us. And uh, as I said, it's our measure of success. And I think most Americans overwhelmingly agree on what it takes to have a secure election, things like photo ID. People agree with that. Um, you know, whether you're Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, Vegetarian, Black, White, Purple, or Green, people agree with that. A lot of common sense goes into this. And, you know, this is, um, this is not a partisan issue, and to your point that when the outcome is the outcome, whether you like it or prefer it or not, you can have it. And, you know, I look, you've known me a long time. I hold all yep. sides accountable on this because now, you know, a story comes out about a former Trump aide in New Hampshire who voted twice. And that's a problem with their laws in New Hampshire as well, his actions. But, you know, when you vote twice, in an election, that's on you. And that's what Matt Mowers uh, did in New Hampshire. Uh, so, you know, we, we have to have a system that works. And the state laws are intricately woven into this. New Hampshire has a, uh, a hole in its law when it comes to voting by out-of-staters and a problem with uh, in part with how the absentee ballot in verification happens. So when these when these laws are not effectively written, then someone does something like this, and it doesn't matter who. It's wrong, but we need to have wrong. both That's sides right. working. Yeah, and you know the, the 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 left that wants chaos and confusion, and I'm not talking about Democrats. I'm talking about the radical left, the AOC types of the world, the Stalinist wing of the Democrat Party, which is unfortunately driving it right now in confusion so because they want to be able to slip people onto the voter rolls that don't belong there. 
Yeah, I mean, if you pervert the system, you're then you, the overall lack of faith in the system is also a suppression method because people just choose Correct. to say, uh, you know what, I, I, my vote doesn't count. And, and, and David, these, that's exactly yeah. what happened on the January 5th, 2021 special election in Georgia with Warnock, Ossoff, Purdue, and Leffler. We know statistically hundreds of thousands of Purdue and Leffler voters stayed home because they truly believed their vote didn't matter. They were talked into that. And you asked a really good question. What can ordinary folks do? Well, at the tail end of 2021 in Virginia, we saw what folks could do. Thousands of Virginians, ordinary people, went out and got trained to be election officials to run the election themselves. And everybody listening to you and me right now who's a legal voter can go do that with their local election office. And they're called different things in different states, the registrar in Virginia, county clerks in other states. But they all hire citizens to come run the election. So stop complaining about it and go take care of it yourself. It's a citizenship duty. You'll actually be paid a little bit of money to do it. Um, and in Virginia, what we saw was outside groups, not just these registrars, popped up and began training, like I said, thousands of Virginians, what to look for, how to do the job. And, and the biggest shenanigan pulled in Virginia was spotted in the biggest county, by the way, was spotted by one of these trained new election officials where we had a registrar who was not obeying the law on the security of absentee ballots and uh, hundreds and hundreds of ballots were coming in ballot requests and the registrar was issuing them even though they were illegal. And this was caught and spotted and called out by one of these newly trained election officials. So in most states now, you can find outside groups, Tea Party groups, Republican Party groups, all sorts of different groups who are doing trainings to be an election official. And everyone listening to you and me, David, can participate in the solution. In Virginia, you saw the Republican ticket won. They swept in Virginia. They took back the House of Delegates in Virginia, and they did it with a Democrat set of rules. <clears throat> Democrats took nope. over in 2019, completely rewrote election laws, and Republicans won outperforming Democrats with Democrat election rules. They don't determine the outcome. We just have to be better than they are at uh, at all of these performance measures. Yep, you've got to fight the battle on the battlefield that exists and you That's whatever exactly exists right. you win that way. You know, there's an <clears throat> excuse me, and there's another side of this and I do want to continue with Georgia in a little more detail because it's important there with uh, Zuckerbuck's scheme and the yep. the financing issue, but before we go to that and I'll use uh, to follow up on what you said what happened in Pittsburgh during the presidential election as an example when it comes to election obser to, to observers at the, at the ballot locations. Yeah. There, where there was a judge's order, the local officials did not comply. Having walked through it in detail uh, because of what happened and you know how it played out, what I noticed missing was legal representation now we people should train they should go in they should follow you know all the procedures and laws watch carefully but there was a lack of a legal 
a, a, a lawyer on site or available by direct contact. That's important, and that's a responsibility of the party in large part, whether it's the county, state party, RNC, yeah. or candidate, or whatever. And I th- we need better coordination there, because in the case where a local constable, sheriff, or some official says no, but there's a judge's order that says yes, there needs to be a point there. So, where the, so David, let me speak to that. Yeah, you're 100% right. And people who've known me for any period of time know that to get me to compliment the Republican National Committee takes, you have to crowbar it out of me. But I will give them this one compliment. In May or June of 2021, after the election, one of the results the RNC finally committed to, and there were reasons it hadn't happened before, was a permanent year-round uh, you know, all years of the cycle, not just presidential years, legal team as for election integrity. So, and they showed up, they participated in Virginia, and to their credit, unlike a lot of what RNC does, they didn't come wandering into the state and say, we're the big boys, we're taking over. They supplemented people in the state who are already working on it. And one of the major things they supplemented, David, is exactly what you're saying. They helped organize um, availability of lawyers uh, for those quick responses that are needed. You're exactly right. And for the first time, we've been totally outmatched on the right on this front for decades. And now for the first time, on a, on a conscious effort is being made on the right to compete in this space. And uh, so as elections go forward, especially in swing states, and Pennsylvania is one, I think you'll see much greater presence of the legal support that really is an integral part of enforcing election integrity. I do want to make one other comment about your example of the New Hampshire illegal voting. Um, It's really important that people like that be prosecuted. And uh, I I agree with you. I don't care whether they're, uh, you know, Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, or Vegetarian. They need to be prosecuted. Um, People need to know there's accountability for this. And we just saw an elected DA in Pennsylvania decline to prosecute a, a, a series of known election offenders. And the, the offense in Pennsylvania was if you used a drop box, you could only drop off your own ballot. Well, they have video of people, you know, including the governor's wife, um, dropping off multiple ballots, openly violating the law. Nobody's saying they have to go to jail for life. But the accountability of a prosecution and a conviction should be there. And this DA declined to prosecute and said, well, it wouldn't be fair to the other people who I don't know who they are. Seriously? We're not going to prosecute these criminals because we don't know all of the criminals who violated this particular law. But if, why have laws, right, if they're not going to be enforced? So this is a pathetic failure of enforcement. This is a Republican DA. So to your point again, this is not, you know, everything about this isn't partisan. Most of what comes through elections is common sense, or it should be. And this is a failure of common sense. Americans want accountability. That comes up in poll after poll after poll. And I'm not a big poll guide, but it makes sense. Uh, Why have laws if you're not going to enforce them, if they're not going to be obeyed? And Going back to 2020, one of the biggest failures in 2020 was state election officials not following their own law. And, you know, what do you do about that? You go to court. But 
if you don't obey the judge or if the judge is willing to rewrite the laws, you have another problem. So there's a lot to work on. We, we are having a lot of success in a lot of states across the country in reforming, making more transparent and cleaning up and securing elections, making them easy, making them easy to vote and hard to cheat. And that's going to continue to be our goal. Yeah, and it has to be. And I'll say this in in conjunction with your comments on the RNC. Yeah, they've done it. But you know what else they need to do? And I'll just put it on and we'll go back to Georgia. Your comm shop, their comm shop has to do better. How much better would the people out across America feel, Republican voters and otherwise, if they made it a campaign to say, look, we're doing this for this reason? There's a there's a lack of communication, which is important to the people, whether in this audience across the country or in anywhere across the country that you've got to communicate to people what you're doing. But that said, I I get the comm shop in trouble, I guess, more times than I should. So uh, they deserve it sometimes. Keep them on on their toes. That's all. We've known each other too long, Ken. You know, you know I, I am not shy about it, as neither are you. Let's go back to Georgia for a second, uh, because this this came up, and I actually spoke to a number of officials or candidates included in the Georgia uh, in Georgia about this. the The law signed by Governor Kemp back in March of last year. Uh, stopped short, and this is something that the Election Transparency Initiative is clear on, stopped short of prohibiting local election officials from accepting private donations from ideological groups, corporations, big tech companies, and possible foreign interlopers, commonly referred to as Zuckerbucks. Of course, that's after Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg. And that's part of your press release on this law that was just yeah. issued. Go a little bit uh, more in depth as you can. And I, I appreciate the extra time, but sure. we need to get so, this all out there. Sure. So so last year, Georgia made some modest but very positive reforms to their election laws. And, of course, the whole world on the left went berserko over it. Um, it was so bad that even the Washington Post, this falls in my you-know-it's-bad-win category, you know it's bad when even the Washington Post says Joe Biden and Dean of the Black Caucus, Jim Clyburn, have are lying with their pants on fire rating for the Washington Post, that is four Pinocchios, about calling the Georgia law Jim, uh, you know, Jim uh, Crow 2.0, all of this kind of thing. It made it truly made it easier to vote and harder to cheat. It restricted Zuckerbucks, but it didn't ban them. For the life of me, I don't understand this. And this year they came back and were tweaking the Zuckerbucks. Frankly, we came out and, and were strongly urging Georgia legislators to reject the this year's bill with the Zuckerbucks provision because they basically laid out a path to, to use them. And it was just going to be controlled by their state board of elections. Well, in any given year, that can be an extremely partisan path. That doesn't solve the problem. It just channels it. So thankfully, they removed that provision from the bill. We would like to see Georgia, like every other state, actually ban Zuckerbucks as opposed to simply restrict them. But it's amazing, David. I've been a state legislator. I was in the Virginia Senate for eight years. Um, And um, 
it's amazing how hard it is for <laughs> legislators to give up money, you know, regardless of what else is going on. Yeah, no, and that's the thing. It is about the money and that can be a whole other discussion sometime about yeah. election finance, finance laws, and, and more. But, you know, we'll, we'll have to pause it here for now. Uh, let's keep going with this. I mean, I, there are a number of groups, and certainly election transparency has been working hard at this. And, and for everyone out there, again, that's electiontransparency.org is the website. But we've got to win these battles at the state level. It's where the Constitution leaves it, at the lower house. And if we yeah, and do we're, that, and we're doing every, well. yeah, and, and that's a good point. We are actually doing well. Uh, the legal challenges, the lawsuits that have been won by other groups, we all know a bunch of these groups. I want everybody to understand that I think, People are getting it, and organizations like yours are doing it. If we do that together, hey, look, I may not like the outcome, but I want the outcome of an election to be the actual voting. Exactly. Exactly, David. I'm with you 100%. And thanks for having me today. I've got to, I got to jump. I know you've got to move, but um, I appreciate you paying attention to this subject. I really we'll do. Be, we'll have you back, my friend. We'll keep moving forward and winning battles together. Thanks to you and the work you do over there. Ken Cuccinelli, Amen. national chairman of the Election Transparency Initiative, former Virginia attorney general, so he knows a thing or two about the law, electiontransparency.org. You can join me live on The David Webb Show, Monday to Friday, 9 to noon east, on Sirius XM Patriot 125.